you finally got to the point where you can dictate every single time the correct canter lead when you ask your horse to canter and you feel really excited about this, your horse understands, you understand and then all of a sudden somebody throws a little bit of a curveball at you because everything that you thought was correct and incorrect now suddenly is a little bit well turned on its head as counter canter begins to get introduced to your schooling routine. Well, not to worry because this week, guys, we are looking to, well, I suppose, get a little clarity around counter canter, what it means and what the difference is between it and the true canter and, well, how you can begin to not only understand it yourself, but get that point across to your horse as well. Hi there, my name is Lorna and you are listening to the Daily Strides podcast and I'm just so happy that you're here and listening. We create these lessons so that people who are riding their horses and they don't quite understand everything, don't, well, you don't have to spend now all your riding lesson when you're with your instructor trying to actually talk and figure out the ins and the outs of the situation. And well, it means that the next time you get on your horse, you can actually ride because you'll understand the concept a little bit more. And I think all clarity comes from understanding. Now, before I go any further, I would love you to pop over to 30dayriderfitnesschallenge.com, it's the number 330, and join us there because a lot of riders, well, challenges and problems can be tweaked if we are a little bit stronger through our bodies. And we have a challenge there. We've got an awesome group of people in a Facebook group. It's a private group, but the challenge is there to help get your body to the levels that it needs to be so you can get the absolute best out of your ride every single time. So you can pop over there. It's free. It's 30dayriderfitnesschallenge.com. Okay, back to the counter canter. Now, canter is fantastic, isn't it? It is, well, probably the nicest and the best and the most exciting thing to do in our horse. But what I want to talk about today is the fact that when we are learning to canter, we become a little bit obsessive about getting the correct lead, okay? We become almost like fanatical about it. And then what happens is as soon as counter canter begins to get introduced, well, there's a lot of potential there for us all to get a little bit confused, both us and our horse, because when we become fanatical about the correct lead, we become, well, fanatical about drumming it into our horse as well, don't we? So why would we even bother with counter canter if it kind of has all this, if it opens so many doors to confusion? Well, the thing is counter canter is a fantastic way to improve your horse's balance and suppleness. And not only that, it's, it's a great workout for his body, but also his brain and your brain because things are being, well, a little bit shifted on their head, okay? So it helps to, I find, maintain a lovely level of discipline um, between you and your horse with regards to the aids and responsiveness, that how you're asking if it's correct. And not only that, that he doesn't begin to maybe go on autopilot where he just assumes that because you've perhaps changed rain or whatever the case is, oh, okay, I must change cantilead and either throw in an old flying change or come back to trot and change through trot into a different cantilead. So it definitely, I suppose, encourages him to wait for your instructions which is what we want from a riding okay it is also a really good way to begin increasing the collection even more in the canter but before we go any further it's really important that you first assess your horse and find out if he is indeed ready for the counter canter because 
When we are talking about the counter canter, your horse has to first of all be balanced in a true canter to begin with, okay? So he has to be able to maintain a rhythm, maintain balance, maintain the tempo in a true canter. But not only that, he also needs to be able to change gears within the canter. So he needs to be able to lengthen and shorten his stride a little bit in canter, okay? Um, now, very important, when we're, when we're doing anything with a horse, and I always say this, uh, he does need to be moving forward off, your, off of your leg, okay? So a lot of the time, and we're going to be talking about that more this week, um, he can, there's, there's a lot of potential there to get a little bit sticky in the movement and in the counter canter okay so he needs to be able to move off but also he must be able to maintain and I suppose ride and hold himself a little bit of a I suppose a certain level of self-carriage and um, he needs to be able to do that because when we're doing counter canter he's actually going to lighten the front end quite a bit in the counter canter if he's truly going to be correct okay now when we are talking about riding and when we learn to ride initially we're always told about this outside and inside. So, you know, your inside leg or your outside hand or whatever the case is. There's, there's kind of this line that divides the inside from the outside. And when we first learn to ride, we often think of the inside as being closest to the center of the arena or to the center of the circle, whatever we're working on. And the outside is being closest to the, the edge or the track or the, the fence around the arena, okay? And I think when you're learning, your riding instructor is not incorrect. It's just, it simplifies things. However, as you become more experienced, and I'm hoping you know this before we even tackle counter canter, but uh, your inside and outside will begin to be dictated by the flexion of your horse rather than where you are in the arena at any given point, okay? Because when you're riding counter canter, what you would um, I suppose traditionally think of as being inside and outside are going to be swapped and when I'm talking about inside and outside I am talking about the correct inside and outside which is the flexion of the horse and of course with counter canter how you know which way your horse is flexed is the lead leg okay so whichever is the lead leg the leading leg in the canter that is the inside and of course the other side is the outside okay so just that we we know this we have a little update there okay now the last kind of really important prerequisite before you go into counter counter is straightness and the reason I say this is we get a little bit carried away as riders um, with this bend and particularly with our inside legs we kind of everything is like oh it must be bending around my inside leg and we actually end up almost I suppose riding a little bit of haunches in um, with our horses in canter sometimes because we get become just so fixated on this inside leg this concept of the inside leg and this bending around it okay I want you to keep in mind that when you are riding canter any canter uh, and also counter canter that your horse's hindquarters must be following in the same track as, the, as his shoulders as the front end so the back and the front end have to be on the same track and I want you to rather think of your inside leg as being a little bit like a wall okay so it is the wall or the channel whatever you want to call it, on the on the inside that is keeping your horse going and moving in the direction you want. Your outside rein is the opposing channel on the outside that is going to, so your horse, you want to keep him between that inside leg and outside rein all the time, okay? So I know we often think of being between the inside leg and the outside rein as being an energy thing and it is, you're channeling energy, but it's also a direction thing, okay? And at least in when we're talking about this today, we're, we're talking about it from a direction point of view as well, okay? So I want you just to keep that in mind because 
when we do counter counter um it there is a big temptation <laughs> there to uh, allow the hindquarters to drift out a little bit so our horse is actually traveling on maybe three or four different tracks as opposed to um just this kind of channel that you have created around okay yes there's going to be flexion that's correct and the flexion is to the inside but and the inside being of course the dictated by your horse and um, but it's important that you're you're keeping your horse straight as he goes through this okay right now that I have said enough about that and assuming your horse is indeed capable of all of the above I would suggest that when you're in the saddle next time you begin by warming up normally and um, but not only that starting to as your horse is kind of becoming nice and loose and pliable um, in your hands and in your seat and in your legs that you can begin to add a little bit more half halts into your schooling and the reason I say this is because remember I said about this responsiveness that your horse needs to begin to wait for your further instruction as opposed to assuming what he wants okay so the half holes will help to build and create this responsiveness within your horse which is really important okay i also suggest just asking for circles and turns things that your horse can just really begin to get nice and loose but not only that become responsive to your leg aids okay because remember with the canter you want that responsiveness to the leg aids but with the counter canter he must then continue to listen to what you are asking for as you are as you are riding him in the counter canter okay so you can then obviously begin to work into canter and what I would suggest there is asking for transitions within the gait itself so what I mean by that is lengthening and shortening of the canter strides and then not only that begin to then ask for a little bit more collection so we did say collection was one of the prerequisites your horse does need to have a will be able to carry himself okay um in some shape way or form um, before you start this and what i would suggest doing is beginning to try and think of the canter as a canter 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 okay so we we always think of canter as one to three one to three one to three okay but instead of saying the one to three now i want you to just start saying the canter 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 and to try and see and make sure that you have still this forwardness happening but you have the responsiveness and the collection and the lightness that you're going to need in the actual counter canter okay to make it successful now next thing is and this is a little bit different so we're often thought to introduce counter canter by crossing the diagonal the long diagonal in the canter and you can do this but I find sometimes this ends up confusing things a little bit for our horses and remember we said how you have to get your horse that he's listening to you that he's not just assuming what to do okay and you know if if you're out jumping or you're on a cross-country track it's always good to have a horse that can uh, assume the situation and see uh oh you've made a boo-boo there let me fix this quickly however in this situation we want him to wait for our instruction okay so I find taking things right back to basics and actually walking or actually asking for the counter canter through walk so walk to canter transition is a better way the other thing that I would suggest doing is not riding tight to the track or to the rail so I would suggest asking for the counter canter on the long side of your arena before you reach the middle so before you reach the E or the B marker if you if you have markers in your arena and then when you ask for just move off the rail so you're maybe two or three meters 
inside so you're you're not tight on the rail the reason is our horses remember i said at the very beginning we get a little bit fanatical about the the correct lead in canter well that tends to be drummed into our horses as well and he's probably going to start thinking uh, lady what are you doing you're wrong okay that, that's not right let me quickly fix this for you so you want to bring him somewhere that you wouldn't normally bring him okay to ask for this we want him almost to be his mind is opened to any kind of suggestion that we might come up with in the saddle okay and I know this sounds a little bit strange but I definitely find that it helps um to overcome any mental boundaries or mental um issues that might come up with the counter counter so once you've got him out away from the track, you're walking, you could then ask for the counter canter and of course walk to canter. And then once you've got it established, now remember this canter, canter. And the thing about the counter canter is you actually get to really make use of your horse's outside hind leg. So we always, we're all, we all hear about the inside hind leg and how we need to engage it and blah, 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 blah. But the outside hind leg actually comes into play a lot with this, okay? But it's important that you don't get carried away too much with your outside leg okay and um, that you're not again pushing him round you're not you, remember you want to keep him nice and straight through the counter canter okay so as you're cantering along there keeping him nice and straight try and maintain the rhythm try and maintain the balance you might find that initially he might feel a little bit woo things are not exactly as balanced as they could be but that's okay and I suggest just asking for nice big sweeping semicircles or half circles so don't try right into any corners don't try to do anything fancy dancy keep it nice and simple and then once you've rounded the the short side of your arena in a nice big sweeping semicircle bring him back to walk again on the long side and then just use that time then to begin well reassessing things and asking how it went so did was he moving forward first and foremost really important um did you manage to maintain rhythm or did you find that he really really struggled with that rhythm uh, was he straight or was he uh, curving one way or the other or bending through his body remember you want to get that straightness that's what you want when you're riding okay and lastly i suppose this should have been the very first question we asked uh, did he respond to your aids or did he perhaps pick up counter canter and then said no 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 you've got this wrong I'll change it for you quickly and maybe he he himself done a flying change or perhaps he came back to trot and changed into a true canter lead through trot but either way that if he done that you automatically brought things back to walk maybe circled around nice big circle don't don't get upset with him don't get annoyed with him but then bringing him back and saying no actually buddy I, I do want to do this we are this is called counter canter and um, I know we've been doing things a certain way for a long time but today we're going to shake things up a little and do things a little bit different and I need you to follow my lead here okay so and then keeping your patience all the way through now once you can actually get, I suppose ride the counter canter on larger shapes and your horses I suppose becoming nice and familiar with it not only that but he's also nice and balanced and you've still got this lovely forwardness going it feels nice it feels there's a rhythm there's a tempo your horse is happy to do it you can then begin changing things up a little so you can maybe start doing some serpentines I would initially say a nice big two looped serpentine before you attempt a three looped serpentine but uh, yeah and then uh, start you can start some serpentines you can of course ask for the, the, the change across the diagonal that we mentioned earlier and do all sorts of things but uh, take the time remember it is not only for you a little bit of a change in your head 
as to how you see things, but that same change has to apply for your horse or to your horse. So take the time to allow him and to get really clear on the fact that things are changing. I'm going to leave it at that. As always, there is a full week of lessons. We're going to be going through this for the rest of the week, step by step, um, that you can listen to. If you're interested in joining us, you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would really love sending big virtual love. Uh, if you could pop over to iTunes and leave us a review, it would be absolutely super. I don't normally ask for reviews, but well, I've decided to just push myself a little bit this year. So I, I would love if you could uh, pop over to iTunes and leave a review there. Have a super day. Keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Bye. Bye.